Today's episode of The Doctor's Companion is brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. And today we are here to talk about Let's Kill Hitler, which is the eighth episode of the sixth series of uh, Doctor Who. It's back. And, woo. Uh, woo. Woo. It's back. And we're going to talk about uh, it for six weeks? Six weeks? Six weeks. Five yeah. more. Five more. Five more it's- weeks after this. It's weird that we're on episode eight. Usually they come back on episode seven or something, but eight is just a weird number to me in television terms. Yeah, I just it wanted is. to point that out. I got you. I got you. I All right. Uh, also, can I just say, um, before we get into the little spiel, uh, this is like listed as episode uh, or story 218B. Um, B? Really? B? B? I mean, yeah, B, as in uh, this is the second part of A Good Man Goes to War. Not seeing uh, it. I'm not feeling that at all. I can see it as a companion piece to Good Man Goes to War, but I don't see it as a sequel. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't it's I not don't the second it part of the story. It's just No, that. no. No. Okay. No. Anyway, um, I'm glad we agree there. Oh, well. <laughs> all right. We got to agree somewhere. Yeah, well, we're from the website GeekShowEntertainment.com, where we like geeky stuff, and occasionally we talk about geeky stuff like Doctor Who on podcasts like this one. Geek Show Entertainment is a podcast network that has new episodes released every week for shows that include The Doctor's Companion, as well as Movie Night at Geek Show, Have You Met Ted, A Couple of Geeks, and Super Geeks. And you can get all of those uh, by uh, streaming them on the website or subscribing to the shows on iTunes. And also... You can go to the website and join our community by commenting on episodes, articles, and audio blogs that we regularly post on the site. If you've listened to any of our shows and you like what you hear, even if you don't, help us out by leaving an iTunes review. iTunes reviews are the best way for people to find our shows and decide if they might be worth listening to. You can also let us know how we're doing with comments, concerns, or suggestions by emailing the show at tdc at geekshow.us. All right, so um, I guess we should just start with overall thoughts, and then we'll get into spoilers uh, in just a second. Um, Matt, uh, yeah, because that's that's the thing. Uh, For those of you who have been listening to the show for a long time, when Randy and I used to do this, we used to go kind of like beat by beat with the episode, giving sort of a commentary. We're not going to do that anymore, so these episodes are (laughs) probably going to run a lot shorter. Um, but we're, we're just going to sort of give overall thoughts and then sort of get into spoilers and maybe, um, some theories and whatnot about the story and where the story is going in the future. Speculation, if you will. Um, so, uh, we'll be getting to that stuff, the juicy stuff in just a second. Before we do, let's just do overall thoughts. Uh, Matt, what did you think about Let's Kill Hitler, especially 
considering you kind of didn't like it. Most people would probably assume you hated A Good Man Goes to War <laughs> um, <laughs> after listening to our episode. You did not. You, you liked it, just you just wanted a lot more from it. But what, what did you think about Let's Kill Hitler? Uh, well, if you, if you do remember, I, you're right. I wasn't a huge fan of some of the th- choices that Stephen Moffat made in Good Man Goes to War. Uh, if you want updated thoughts, what I was thinking, why I was thinking it, uh, I know this is kind of jumping the gun a little, but I did a live tweet of it on my alternate Twitter account, account uh, at GD Commentary. So check that out. You might find it a little interesting if you're curious what I thought of that. Uh, as for Let's Kill Hitler, I think um, this is really good. Um, this is really, really, really excellent. This is something I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, I've seen it twice now. I watched it once when it when I first got my hands on it, and then again this morning. So I, you know, I've seen it twice. I I feel like I know it pretty well, um, even though it is really bendy, even for Stephen Moffat. Um, but I really liked it, really, really. And remember that I said I really, really liked it because despite really liking it and thinking this is one of the best episodes of the season, or at least the one that I had the most fun at, certainly the first half, I feel like... Moffat again made some choices that I'm not okay with, not because I think that they're bad choices, but because I think that he could have done it better. I can't really talk about it until we get into spoilers, um, but I did love this episode, so remember that. I loved it. I really had a good time. I thought it was great. I just think that uh, there were a couple choices that I wasn't super hot on. Uh, mostly with regards to River Song, and not even that the choices were made, just that they all happened in this episode. Uh, what that means, I'll explain in spoilers. But that's what I mean. Really loved it. Had some issues, problems, things. But at the end of the day, like I watched it again and happily this morning, and had just as much fun with it. Um, so that's my thoughts without spoiling anything, Scott. Um, I really don't have anything else to say. That I feel exactly the same way. Okay, like, thank you. Cool. Just, I mean, like exactly the same because I know exactly what you're talking about that we're going to mm-hmm. get into in spoilers, and I the, feel exactly the same way. Exactly the Indiana the Jones and the Last Crusade problem. I don't know what that is, but okay, I'm assuming it. that's probably the same thing. I'll explain. Um, but, it. <laughs> but but uh, oh, you mean with his dad? No, is that okay? No, well, anyway, no. The opening I, anyway, of Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. Oh, okay. Then maybe not. Problem. Maybe not. That's what my problem is. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll we'll get into what my problem is too. But it's the same. The same. I I don't know. Same issue. I guess is that it's all in this episode and not. Yeah, that's that's spread out. Yeah, that's yeah. the issue. Which it is, was which a, is a big mighty day for River Song. Big mighty day for River Song. That's yeah. that's my problem. That's my problem. Well, and it's it's not only that, but we'll we'll get into right. that in a, sure. in a second. Um, but yeah, no, I did. I really loved the episode. I really I really did. Like it was really entertaining, and I liked how all over the place it was. Um, mm-hmm. But still I mean, really coherent, which is totally yeah. Moffat. That's the you best had, like, thing about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had super sci-fi. You had crazy plot developments. You had Hitler. You had like, you know, cornfield. Good. Good character moments. Yeah, I uh, mean, like you just—it just went all over the place. It was across mm-hmm. the board, um, mm-hmm. which was really nice. Right. So you know, it's—it was a really, really entertaining episode. And I was, you know, watching it on the edge of my seat, um, uh, you know, from the halfway point forward, especially. 
Um, you know, not that I was worried, but I was just like, how? I was Are more they on gonna the, get out on, of this? Yeah, exactly. I was more on the edge of my seat. Like, how is Moffat going to write himself out of this bag? Mm-hmm. Um, and he did it well, I think, um, which is uh, good. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into spoilers. Before we do, I want to remind everybody that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com. This month at InStockTrades.com, you can purchase our book of the month, Why the Last Man, Volume 4, by Brian K. Vaughn and P. Aguera. This book is available for only eighteen fifty nine, or 38% off the suggested retail price of twenty nine ninety nine. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. All right, so we're getting into spoilers. If you haven't watched the episode, why are you listening to this? Um, and don't don't spoil. Don't don't get spoiled on this. This is super fun. Like don't yeah. don't get spoiled because it's the kind of the one we've been waiting for. Right, right, if that right. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So my biggest problem, and I don't I don't know if this is the same. I mean, it's obviously the end game is still the same problem that Moffat apparently has in this episode. Mm-hmm. My problem is that. Uh, Mel's as a character has never been mentioned or talked about ever until this episode. Mm-hmm. And her entire backstory is in this episode. Everything about her is in this episode. She comes out of nowhere, and I hate that. I hate it. I get that. That's that. That's the thing that I I was really annoyed with. Mm-hmm. Like especially like I was annoyed with it the whole time, but I was just like, all right, whatever, new character. And then when she regenerates into River Song, I was like, um, okay, hold on, <laughs> <laughs> this is too much for one episode because obviously she's way more important than I was uh, initially uh, thought of. Like as as you know, because like how awesome would it have been if she had been here the whole time? And then we find out that she was Riversong the whole time. Like yeah, that would have been that would have been that would have been such a better reveal. Then mm-hmm. here's this one. Here's this chick. This is why she's important. Oh, also she's Riversong all in one episode. Like mm-hmm. that's crazy to me. Yeah, um, it's 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 a little it's a little shoehorned in. I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But at the end of the day, I think that uh, that is the biggest problem. And yet, I think that. The reveal that Melody was still raised by Amy and Rory, but in a completely unconventional way, was phenomenal to me. But you're right, I do wish they had more. Because that's more of a chance for us to care, that's more of a chance for us to kind of see the similarities. But, you know, I mean, maybe there would have been a theory that this girl is Melody slash Riversong. But at the end of the day, it's like, who cares? Everyone guessed that Riversong was Amy and Rory's daughter. Like... So Stephen Moffat seriously didn't really seem to care about that. So why not include it? And the only reason for me is probably that she didn't fit. I mean, the only episode they could have thrown her in was um, uh, maybe the opening minutes of Impossible Astronaut or 11th Hour. Everything else, she never would have fit in. Um, So, like, this is kind of his first opportunity to do that. But you're right in that he should have planned it a little bit better or she or made it a little bit better because he is so good at dropping hints and stuff, but it is, it is a little strange that they do drop her in in the middle like this. Especially when you consider the fact that like, it's, it's almost for, you almost forget that it's unforgivable mm-hmm. because this feels like a season premiere, but it's not, it's episode like, it, what is this? Episode eight, right? Yeah. Episode mm-hmm. eight of seasons, it's the middle of a season. And yeah. we we get this out of nowhere. And, like it's just, and we're supposed to 
And we're supposed to treat this as part two of a two-parter, which is even weirder to me. Yeah, right. Because she wasn't even set up in the first part. This is just... Cause, and that just goes into the idea that this they should never have called this a two-parter. They should just be... You know, they should have just split it into two clean, separate half-seasons, said they're two separate seasons that we're releasing at different parts in the year, and then we're going to be premiering this, and this is going to be the start of the next season. Not that this is that. Because that doesn't make... It, you're right, it doesn't make a lick of sense. Um, yeah, and that's just yeah, structurally. I had a huge problem with Mel's as a character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I liked everything that she represented, and I liked, like, I liked that she was River because going back and watching, I watched um, the uh, Confidential after I watched uh, the episode, and mm-hmm. watching uh, the mel's performance and like the way she acted and stuff i was like wow how did i not notice that she was river song because she's yeah. so river song <laughs> i thought the same thing when i was rewatching it like because because when she was river song it was just like well i'm an idiot because the first thing that you think of when the when the red charger comes out of nowhere in the cornfield and almost hits the doctor and she's like you're sexy like that was all out of like just it was so straight river song and then that she you know well it was so the worst part was like when their car came up i was like oh it's river Mm -hmm. and then it wasn't it was like some other random character i was just like oh Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But, but I like think now that's going genius. back, I'm like, okay, that was Moffat doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. But I th- yeah, and that's genius because you're not, you're exactly right, but he subverts it by another person coming out of the car who is the same person because we don't expect a regeneration in the middle of this episode. Um, right. Which, which to me was, was, was quite genius um, up to the point where she says, you know, uh, why don't you ask my parents yourselves are right here? And then you're just like, that's weird. But then at the same time, you're just like, oh, well, it's River Song. And then, like, to the, there's a part in the beginning where um, the TARDIS is flying away, and the Doctor's like, why'd a gun go off the TARDIS? And then you're just like, that was Mel's trying to shoot the Doctor. Like, that was what that was. Um, but you don't realize that. You just think that Mel's a loose cannon, because they've just told you that she's a loose cannon. Um, and so, like, all the clues are there, but you're right, it's not set up sufficiently in the season and a half prior to this where Moffat had tons of room to do something like that but I don't right. know you're right it's a little it's a little skewed um uh, I want to take a minute to talk about um you remember how in <laughs> our discussion of a good man goes to war I was like you know it's really kind of bogus that they're doing all this stuff with River Song and saying that she's the daughter of Amy and Rory uh, I don't care about that anymore because when I want a discussion of River Song and who River Song is, Moffat in this episode gave me everything I wanted to know. Uh, to the point where people are like, "All these bring up more questions." I kind of don't have any questions after this. Um, not any that I think are going to make or break the story for me uh, because um, watching River be a psychopath in Hitler's office and try to kill the Doctor over and over again. Uh, one was f- phenomenal, just absolutely genius, fun, exciting, but also really tense and serious because you're seeing the doctor play this game with Melody Pond that you get the idea that he's been playing with while we haven't seen him between the good man goes to war and let's go Hitler. Um, and I just, I loved that. I thought it was so much fun to see Alex Kingston just let loose as, as um, Melody Pond because in my mind, Melody is the one who's trying to kill the Doctor, and River Song is the one who isn't. Um, Alex Kingston killed it in this. Just crushed it, if you ask me. I thought she was so brilliant. 
Yeah, um, I agree because she, um, she like was totally playing with the youth of the character. Definitely, definitely, and the yeah. post regeneration of it all. Like it was right. so cool to see her be post regen, and when she like, and it was so much fun to watch Moffat play with post-regeneration anything because when she got shot by the by the German soldiers and she just kind of did that crazy swirly thing where she hit them back with the regeneration blast was just awesome. Like that yeah. was so much fun. And I just I I really loved that. I thought it was I thought it was brilliant and genius. And did you watch really the confidential? Good. No, I didn't get a chance to see no. it yet. It's. I think it's. It's. Uh. It's really cool. Uh, Alex Kingston talked about her regeneration scene, and she said that she acted it out. Um, and this is this is something that, like, we could really only like. This has only ever happened. To, I think this is only the, the the second time, unless you count the little girl, um, that we've seen a female regenerate in all of Doctor Who. Yeah, because Romana doesn't count because that was bogus. Well, I, well, then what was the first time? Because that's what I was counting. Was oh, that was sorry, yeah, no, the second time. I wouldn't. I would barely. I would barely count Romana. Right, but I'm just crazy. saying, like, it was technically a regeneration. Technically, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's gotcha, just a gotcha. weird. I don't know. Why are anyway, you fighting me on this? Why are you fighting me? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Anyway, okay. <laughs> um, I wasn't fighting you. Uh, uh, what I'm saying is like um, the thing that she brought up, which. Again, because this is the only female regeneration we've seen, she's the only person who could have ever thought of this. But she said that she looked at childbirth as what she was using as her uh, as her pull for regeneration. Because just like regeneration, like just like childbirth, it's like you're in intense agony, and then as soon as the baby's out, you're good. Mm-hmm. And like that's mm-hmm. how she acted in the regeneration was like intense agony and then she regenerated and then she was like okay I'm done I'm good that's good like, I like that and I, I, I like was that. just like oh wow that's really good I like that mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's weird because going into like it's weird because with every other actor their first scene more or less is their post regeneration scene but Alex Kingston's been River Song for so long that she got to put a lot of thought into how she would act immediately after her regeneration which is clever and really, really cool, yeah. Um, which is which is nice. I mean, I, all that post regeneration stuff was probably my favorite stuff in the whole episode. I think um, just because it was so tense and exciting and yeah, interesting there's to just, see. There's so much youth in her post regeneration mm-hmm. character. She was so playful in a way that she like because whenever she's playful, any other time it's very smug. Um, but this uh-huh. is so it's such innocence. So, like, she's playing a game with the doctor who she's trying to kill, uh, which is, you know, it's just that's just so interesting to me. And that's the sort of stuff where I'm, I'm at the end of the day, really sad that this is River Song's origin story, because I think that turning Alex Kingston from Melody Pond to River Song, this is my biggest problem with the whole story, turning Melody Pond into River Song so quickly in Alex Kingston's quote unquote first story um, uh, in terms of post-regeneration I feel like Moffat really did himself a disservice uh, because it's so awesome to watch River Song, who means so much try to kill the Doctor um, and 
uh, that means that every time after this, unless the latent brainwashing in her brain reawakens, which I wouldn't say is impossible, um, we're not going to see that. It's always going to be a different incarnation of Melody, uh, be it an infant or whatever she was before that, uh, or a toddler or whatever. And I think that I don't know. It's just it felt like a wasted opportunity to me. Uh, there's more to it than that, but I can wait wait on that. Um, but yeah, this was good. Just the that whole sequence where where the doctor and river were playing that game of i have the gun i took out the bullets oh well i have a gun now no it's a banana oh and i have this and i have that and then she gets him in his moment of weakness by kissing him it was gorgeous to me like i thought that was so clever on moffat's part just really smart bit of writing um yeah and and super fun uh yeah yeah i mean i i liked all that i did um <laughs> i had I, I don't know. Like, I had a lot of small issues with things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, overall, I still had a lot of fun with the episode. It's just, oh, definitely. definitely. You're totally, you're just, you're totally right about the, about everything sort of being solved into a tight little bow mm-hmm. at the end of the episode a little too easily. Like, mm-hmm. I would have liked that, um, I guess, you know, kind of you know, the, the, the Angelus storyline, kind of. Yeah, you know? give us that, because that was the best part of Buffy. Like, that was, Buffy was never better than with Angelus, and right. watching River try to kill the Doctor was, it was so perverse. It was so perverse. Right, and then, exactly. Uh, not so much. And it, it reminded me a lot when I finished the episode, it reminded me a lot of a criticism that Ed Brubaker and Matt Fraction in a word balloon a couple years back leveled against Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which I hadn't thought of, which was the opening five minutes where Indy goes on his first adventure to stop the smugglers from stealing the plot device. Um, and in that episode, in that part, like he gets on a train and he gets his whip and he gets his hat and he gets his and he gets afraid of snakes and he steals the steals the thing and saves the day and stops the bad guys and basically every quirk that you have from Indy, the hat, the whip, the fear of snakes, um, the adventuring archaeology thing, all of that is set up in an afternoon and I think that that level of character development or that pace of character development doesn't feel genuine to me. It never really does now that they mentioned that. And watching River Song basically go from psychopath to genuine person, like this episode did, this is how she learned to fly the TARDIS, this is how she gave up all her remaining regenerations, this is how um, she... uh, Oh, what was the other one? It was... um, Oh, snap. This is how she learned to fall in love with the Doctor. This was her first time meeting him uh, that she mentioned in Impossible Astronaut. At least I assume this is then, um, because he does know everything about her. Um, And then her uh, getting the diary, her going into archaeology, all that stuff, just you don't need to do that in one episode. Um, The diary was fine. The diary was fine. I I will give you that. Like I will say that if it had been only the diary or like one thing and the diary that would have been fine but the man, archaeology was, thing was ridiculous like yeah it was too when, much when, not to mention the fact that the whole scene was just kind of like why 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 is that there i don't mm-hmm. what's the it's, point i don't get well, it well it's we're giving her her origin story but like you don't need to you don't need to do all of that in one episode in fact i would have rather he had left some of that for other stories that we could watch well my problem um, with the archaeology thing is like it serves no purpose at all right mm-hmm. because why it doesn't serve any purpose for the story that we're telling 
We already know River becomes an archaeologist, so why do we have to show her going to school? I don't know. There's don't no know. reason. Like, we know that she becomes an archaeologist. We already know that. Why do we need to see her, like, mm-hmm. signing up for classes? Mm-hmm. Like, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the implication is that she becomes an archaeologist to not follow in Amy's footsteps in the sense of trying to, like, not, not because Amy is an archaeologist, but because she becomes an archaeologist because she wants to go on assignments that will bring her closer to finding the doctor again. That's good, but I already knew that. Um, Moffat didn't have to tell me that. Moffat just, you know, led to the, brought me to the assumption that, you know, an archaeologist would be naturally closer to the doctor. And I didn't, I didn't, I just, I didn't need to see that. Um, and it, yeah. it, that just goes to over explaining what doesn't need to be explained. Um, and that's my biggest issue with this. But even within that, it was still so good that I kind of forgot about it until River was like, the TARDIS taught me how to fly her. I was like, mm, you're pushing it a little bit. A uh, little bit. Um, yeah. There but- are also, like... Like, I understand that Moffat likes to be timey-wimey, but seriously, like, do we need this many paradoxes in one episode? <laughs> how do you mean? Uh, I, I mean, explain for the people at home, because I totally know okay. what you're talking about. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, so number one, Mel's, like helps Rory and Amy reveal their feelings for each other, you know, therefore ensuring her own conception. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's that. Um, then there's uh, the fact that, like, her name is, is Melody, and that's mm-hmm. who Amy named her daughter after, but that is her daughter, so it's, like, another paradox. And then <laughs> um, <laughs> Melody learns... Like she like figures out that she's supposed to be River Song from people who already know River Song. So, and I thought she got her name from the River People. Yeah, well, I mean, th- that's where it comes from in terms of the bendiness of the girl Lorna Bucket in. Good man goes to war. That's where Lorna Bucket got the got the embroidery thing from because she knew of Melody Pond. So Melody Pond being born would propagate the name River Song, which um, Amy and Rory come to understand is River Song. I don't know. I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't, I, don't know. I don't know. Paradoxes. There's like way too many <laughs> in one episode. <laughs> um, okay. I know he. I know he likes them, but come on. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have minded maybe one of those not being in there. Um, although I don't have a problem with Mel's and Rory and Amy that whole thing. I don't. I don't really have a problem with that. Just because I think that you know, if you are going to go full bore with that, you might as well just do it all. Um, I mean, well, I'm, that's fine, I'm fine because I mean, we're 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 of a generation raised on Back to the Future, so you know, yeah, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, that's fine. But it just, I don't know. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. It is, it's a it lot, is a lot for one thing. But, um, and then there's also the confirmation in this. There is a mention, because we haven't even mentioned the random miniature people who are trying to kill 
bad guys in history, which, which I love. I, Jesus, oh, Christ, oh those were so that. they were awesome. That was so much fun. I had so much fun with those guys because that was just like that could have been a whole episode, and in a way it was. But at the same time, like Moffat literally just threw that entire story idea just out in one go, just yeah, gone. You're never gonna see that again in Doc. Well, you are, but I mean, like he just he literally threw out an entire idea as a subplot for this episode. That's yeah. that's crazy to me, and I love that he has the balls to do that because he has. I mean, so basically, many ideas. he took Meet Dave and was like, hey, "Let's do that." Only good. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> no, you're not. Jay, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, I was sitting there. I was like, I was watching it, and I was watching it with Cassandra, and and we got to the part where there were the people in the body and I was, and people were, and someone, and I think she was like, so are they off site? And I was like, in my head, like, I didn't really answer because I like to be quiet during Doctor Who. Um, that sounded mean. I didn't mean to sound me. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, and then um, you I was, yeah, I, I, I didn't say that. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but, um, but no, she, I didn't, I didn't hit her. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Um. Uh, but like, as soon as they, I saw them, I was like, I was like, mm, they're probably shrunk in the body. And then when she was in the eye, I was like, oh, they're she's sh- they're shrunk, which was which was absolutely genius. But like, um, one of the things that I found most interesting about the story is they say a line, and this is this is another thing where Moffat's giving it to people. And there's two ways he's gonna go with it. I'll explain both in a minute. But there's a line where they say, "This is Melody Pond, the gr- the woman who killed the Doctor." And um, I know a lot of people are going to take that as um, Melody killed the Doctor. Um, and I don't think you might be wrong. I'm not saying that Moffat's not going to do that, or, you know, he's setting you up so that it's still going to be hard to watch. But Melody did kill the Doctor in this. Um, he came back because she helped him regenerate, and she brought him back to life. But she did kill him in this. And I think that th- there is... I don't know. I I dis I discount the theory. I think that like saying that Melody was the astronaut in River or or River was in the astronaut that killed the Doctor in the Impossible Astronaut is not exactly. Uh, I don't I don't I don't subscribe to that theory. I think that's too easy. And we were talking about that last week when we were live blogging. Um, where you know yeah, I don't you, buy it. I don't yeah, buy I don't it. buy it either. And I no. think that like that's one of those. River mysteries. River has never seen that astronaut suit in her life. And if she yeah. was trapped in it, she would remember. Mm-hmm. And if it and if it and if it was her, then her emotional gravity in that moment is completely cheapened um, because you know she could have stopped it and she chose not to uh, because she's following the rules of time. I don't know, but it it cheapens her emotion in that scene, and I would like to think Moffat wouldn't willingly cheapen that many characters, um, but you know you never know. Um, but I think that. That's one of the things that's really interesting to me is they did throw a lot of stuff in there. But I would like to point out, she did kill him. Like, he was dead on the floor, as dead as Buffy was in uh, Prophecy Girl in season one of Buffy. Um, you know, at the end of first first season, Master kills Buffy. That uh, happened. And I think that that is the same thing here. Like, Moffat can now say that Riversong killed the Doctor, because she did. Uh, she kissed him, she poisoned him, he died. Uh, there. So... I mean that is something to think about. I suppose I agree. I mm-hmm. I don't I I think I would be severely disappointed if that's who mm-hmm. was in the astronaut. Outfit. Yeah, because 
Moffat if couldn't it do was, anything. If it was, I feel like they would have flashed to it and showed you in her, it showed her in the astronaut outfit. Probably, yeah. Um, if it or, was supposed to be her, like I just, mm-hmm. so I don't buy it. I don't. Buy yeah, it. and I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's just, it's too obvious. And Moffat's done a lot to uh, discur, like to prove that he's not doing the obvious thing. Uh, minus the reveal of uh, River and Melody and uh, Rory connection. Uh, I think that Moffat is smart enough to know, he knows that he's telling us that it's River too much. He knows it. Like, he's writing it all the time, and it's just, it's 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 still going to be a sucker punch um, when it actually happens. Uh, so, yeah, that's just something I wanted to mention. Because yeah. it's 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 way too easy. It's just way yeah. Because I just I don't I don't think the little girl that regenerates at the end of episode two is River. I don't know. They implied that it was. Um, they, did they? I mean, they did. There's a there's a line that Mel says, um, and right before she regenerates, where she says, "The last time this happened, I was a toddler." No, no, and, no. She said, "No, no, no, no." She didn't say that. She said, "The last time this happened, I turned into a toddler." Oh, yeah. She did not say because I I I rewound that and listened to it again. No, she says the okay. last time this happened, I it, I turned into a toddler, we, okay. saying that she was Mills as a toddler because she grew up with them, okay. with Rory and Amy. So she was a toddler, found them, hmm. and then grew up with them. But mm-hmm. yeah, also also interesting to point out, um, we can have a black doctor. Just saying. It could happen. Not that yep. anyone didn't think it could happen, but Moffat in this one episode basically said, "Black Doctor could happen." Yep. And I'd be for it. I'm pro. pro I'm pro Black Doctor and pro woman. Ah, uh, not necessarily pro woman Doctor. That's a huge. I don't think they should change sexes because then that that almost says that like the Doctor is like asexual or something. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It's that... it's too. It's it. It's one thing to change race because technically, and I might get in trouble for saying this, but technically race isn't as big a defining... Like, it's it's not really changing that much genetics, but the genetic makeup of a, a man versus a woman is, like, you know, night and day. Like, way, right. way, way, way different. Um, so, I'm not saying it's not impossible, and Neil Gaiman in his episode said it was possible, because uh, the Corsair was a man once and turned into a woman, or vice versa. Um, but... I'm not pro. I'm not really. But pro that's also. That but he was also talking about somebody that was in the time of the Time Lords, where we know that Time Lords can control people's regenerations. True. True. And what they regenerate into. So I mean, that guy could have just been like, "I want to be a woman this time." And they're like, "All right, well, we'll just do that, I guess." We'll just twinkle the little toes, and it'll be right. Exactly. <laughs> but like that might not be the case in you know. Regenerations in the wild, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just imagining some feral wolf just regenerating, uh, something Jack London esque. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, and then we also get there's a bunch of other things. Like again, I'm not, I don't know, I don't feel like I'm watching Doctor Who for the questions, although I kind of like them. Um, but we got it more on uh, the silence, which I don't know, random, and I'm not trying to sound pretentious or anything, but this week I had this random idea where I was like, what if the silence isn't an alien species? And I don't remember where I read that or if I read it or I just kind of came to that conclusion, but, uh, those aliens weren't really the silence. Uh, the silence is more than them, which is really cool and tells you that 
there's more to what's going on than them. And if they're working for the silence, why have the silence taken over Earth? Like, why do that? Well, and that's that's an interesting thing that I want to see. And it's it's something that Moffat's going to play with for sure. And the answer to the question, which... Is Moffat implying that the question is the title of our show? Not our show, but the show. Wait, what do you mean? Well, there's this thing that when they said... Um, uh, the silence are a religious order who, who uh, seek the answer to the question, and they're like, "What is the question?" And then the robot says, "Unknown." Um, is this question Doctor Who? I mean, that seems a little too far, but is it? Because that was one of the things that I thought when I was watching this for some reason. Well, but no, because they say like it's the it's the question that's been asked at the beginning of the universe or whatever, and I just. I don't know. That doesn't seem to fit to me. Well, considering the Doctor is not bound by time and space, I'm sure it's possible. I, I know, but even still. <laughs> you never know. You never know. That, 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 that crosses a line into cheesy for me. I don't know. I, I agree. No, I agree. I'm not saying it's something I want. I just thought it was a possibility that was posed, which um, I think is there. The, uh, the aliens, I like the fact that the aliens that work for the silence that we originally thought were the silence. Um, mm-hmm. I like that they're basically the field agents for the silence because you mm-hmm. forget who they are. And then the silence doesn't exist, which is awesome. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's like, definitely. I was like, wow, they're field agents and you forget mm-hmm. who they are. If you see them, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a brilliant, <laughs> that's a brilliant stroke by Moffat. Like, and it, and it doesn't, it makes everything even more layered. Like these guys are really ensconced in everything, um, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Also, and I, was, I don't think we're going to see the end of the silence this season. <laughs> I, I agree because we only have five episodes left. We know that next week is going to be pretty standalone. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that the Craig's that the lodger sequel that's coming up at the end of the season is, it might be a little bit mythology, but I don't think it's going to be super heavy mythology. I don't think. Maybe yeah. it will. But and we know the Toby know. Whithouse one is standalone as well. I know. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, uh, the girl who waited is not. Um, that's the one that's between Night Terrors, which is next week, and the Toby Whithouse one, um, and that's supposed to be really good. Um, so that might be mythology. But when you consider the fact that Moffat is only writing a one-episode finale, and that's probably going to be supersized. Let's let's not lie. It's probably going to be a little bit longer, like maybe five minutes or something. Um, uh, there's a lot to wrap up. <laughs> and I, yeah. and I'm, I'm interested to see how he does it, because there's a lot of... He's, he's juggling a lot right now. And I don't, think he, I don't think he can't do it. I think he's absolutely capable of doing it. I just think that... This finale is going to be a hell of a hell of a finale, and you know Moffat can get a lot of story done in a very short amount of time. And I think that if anyone could do it, it's him. Um, so I crossing my fingers it's going to be awesome because I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, so so that'll be cool. And again, well, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything in the trailers. But we do know that something's coming back. I don't want to say what it is. Um, but, you know, if you've seen the trailers, you know something's coming back later on in the season, something related to the silence. Um, 
Uh, I don't want to say more than that. Um, but uh, so I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of game left to go, and we got a big chunk of it here, and I'm really glad that we got a lot because I mean, my biggest issue with Goodman is River's identity, who her parents were, was never what made River interesting to me. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting now, but all the stuff now, watching River be an assassin, a brainwashed assassin psychopath for the silence is phenomenal to me like that is that was everything i wanted from a river song reveal just this like if this had been not really the finale but if this had been the stuff that stephen moffat had imparted instead of good man i think i would have loved this a little bit more uh, i think i would have yeah. loved good man a little bit more because this is this when i talk about wanting to know what river song is this is what i'm talking about um because this was a lot of River and a lot of questions about her answered and stuff that I really enjoyed while giving me a lot of good stuff. Um, gosh, we've been going for a while and I still have two more things I want to mention. Um, uh, I'm going to take the reins real quick. Uh, and you can jump in as necessary. But um, Matt Smith, this was his best episode after Doctor's Wife, if you ask me. Like, he was really good in this. Like, yeah, really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> his his dying stuff was excellent. Oh, it was so so phenomenal. I loved it. I loved it. Um, and it's so awesome to watch him. Like, because that's why I love about him going on more and more and more. Is in season five we got a lot of him being quirky and not a lot of him being uh, versatile in his emotions. But like watching him deal with anguish and despair but also giddy and the i'm gonna be flippant about things because i don't want to talk about them like at the end when they're like who does who does um who does river kill like and then he just kind of looks at them and then just kind of walks off it's just phenomenal to me like that's just that's the stuff that i really like about him and i think that this was really good for him like really good um and he was able to do a lot with it like when he showed up in the talks it was so good like so good um, definitely so yeah i just i don't know how we've gone this long without mentioning him uh but phew, this guy might be my favorite doctor at the end of his run i've but... been saying that since the beginning yeah <laughs> guys it's the guy he just keeps getting better and better he really does he really does and i can't wait to see you know i mean if 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 they didn't spend so much time dicking around like, because, you know, having gone back and watched the Pirates episode and the the Flesh episodes, um, uh, give him good material and he's so good, but if you don't do that, it's, you're hurting your show, and that's a longer discussion that we'll probably have at some point. But, because um, I know you and I both have similar thoughts on that. Uh, we've talked about it off mic. Um, if you give him good stuff, he's so good. He's so good. As good as any doctor who's ever lived. And, and it's it's amazing to me. Um, what he's able to do in the short amount of time that he's yeah. just on on screen. It's incredible. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention real quick, uh, we got Hitler. Um, uh, like 10 minutes of Hitler, but eh, that was fast. Um, yeah, this... <laughs> I, okay, here's the thing. Like, I guess there's a lot of complaints that the episode's called Let's Kill Hitler and he's oh, not I have really an in it. I have an answer but, to that. I have an answer but here's, that. here's, an answer here's my that. thing with that. Um, number one, I never wanted an episode where they were trying to kill Hitler. Uh, number two, I do think that the, that the title of the episode is crap. 
Um, but that's oh, I don't, just but because... That's... No, I, I hate the title of the episode, and the reason is because it's a quote, and that's not how you title a Doctor Who episode. Yes, it is. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because this is something no. I thought of. No, no, no. Because I, I hated the title when I saw it at the end of Good Man Goes to War, because I was in a very dark place. Um, but... And so, like, I've not been looking forward to it. Like, I'm, I was against calling it Let's Kill Hitler. Now I want to call it Let's Kill Hitler all the time. Because for an episode called Let's Kill Hitler, uh, Moffat wasn't talking about Hitler. He was talking about the Doctor and what the, what the Doctor represents to the silence. Yeah, I still don't like it. Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. But I think that, like, that title to me is awesome because it refers call to it, something. Then call it Killing Hitler. Don't call it Let's Kill Hitler. Let's Kill Hitler is a quote, and a quote should never be the title of a Doctor Who episode. Mm. All right. I can see that. But I think that, like, the title itself, like, I think that the the reflexiveness of it and the fact that it's not referring to... Because, you know, if you think about it, I don't know. I thought my idea was clever. Um, But uh, I I see what you mean. Um, But, you know, there it is. That's my, my my issue with it is completely structurally. That's all. No, that's fine. That's like as fine. soon as she said, "Let's kill Hitler," I was like, "Oh, really?" I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> like, that's how they name the episode." Like I, I was, I was, and then at the end of it, especially at the end of it, when I realized like the episode wasn't anything about that, I was like, "Oh, come on!" That Hitler was in like, it for two minutes. Yeah, like, literally just, two minutes. I just, yeah. I mean, granted, he was in it long enough for Rory to punch him. That was awesome. Yo, oh, that was so cool. Oh God! Shut up, if it Hitler! Had, <laughs> if it had been if it had been an entire episode of Rory decking Hitler in the face and then ho- pointing, holding and pointing a gun at Hitler, this would have been the greatest episode of Doctor Who that's ever been. <laughs> because, Probably. Because I mean, I, I love Rory. I have issues with Moffat's characterizations at the moment, just because I'm thinking about it a lot. And you shouldn't be thinking about it because then it'll make him fall apart. But Rory was so much fun in this. Everything from. Um, you know, decking Hitler to just jumping on a motorcycle and driving through Berlin in, in World War II was so much fun. He was punching um, people left and right in this episode. Oh, yeah, he decked two guys. And I'm just like, that's... He decked Hitler and a robot full of a crew of people. <laughs> he did. He reminds me a lot of, like, Ian in the way. Like, because, you know, the Doctor doesn't get to be the violent one, um, or he shouldn't. Um but I love watching Rory be like the muscle um, because he's such a like a nerdy geeky dweeby guy um, yeah. who gets to just deck people and be the badass. And I love that Rory has come this far. Like I really like that. Even though if you think about it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, or Especially is- when you compare this to the flashback of like when he's like <laughs> running away from Amy like a little girl. <laughs> oh my god, that was so much fun. Like yeah, I, I love. But that like I love. I love that because, like, it showed the versatility of Arthur Darvall. Like, it's so phenomenal that he could jump from one to the other and you never question it. Um, totally. It's, that's the best to me. Like, that's the stuff that I really like about this. Um, and at the end of the day, still pretty awesome. Um, something that I know that when I have to end up rewatching it, I'm going to be like, oh, sweet, I get to watch this again. Um, yeah. Man, this was fun. Man, also, this was fun. <laughs> Also, I love the little continuity line that Moffat threw into River, like where her being like, uh, being like, I think I'll I'll age backwards a little bit, but just a little bit, just to freak people out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It's so clever. Like, and then and that like that that's the stuff that really I liked in terms of 
backing up reverse history. Um, mm-hmm. And it's cool because, like, you know, this is reverse first story. Like, it is the first time she's really meeting the Doctor as a person, and the first time that she's being River Song. Just all that was so much fun, and just yeah. so strong, and so so good. And you know, we kept waiting for this moment, and I kept. I mean, obviously, we didn't know she was a time lady, but uh, I kept waiting for the moment where we would see her first adventure. I just didn't expect it to be Alex Kingston. Because I think we talked about it, and we we expected there to be a new companion, and them be young, and that was going to be River. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, this is not how I expected this to happen. (laughs) And it's and and it's welcome. Like it's it's really telling that we're finally. You know, I mean, if you had done this last season, we wouldn't have been ready for it. Um, You needed to set up the "I'm your daughter" thing of. Uh, if you ask me, I, I really think you did need to set that up, even though it did feel kind of shoehorned structurally in that episode, um, the I am your daughter moment. But we're, I mean, it's just, it's telling that this is finally the moment for this to happen, and it's a great moment um, and a great first story. So mm-hmm. much fun. I had so much fun. Like, this this was one of those things that just remind me why I love Doctor Who so much. Yep. Mm-hmm. And next week we get Night Terrors, which is written by Gatiss. Uh, Gatiss, Mark Gatiss. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that, that should goes. Be, that should be interesting. Yeah. Because uh, I know that you and I traditionally have not been huge Gatiss fans. Yeah. So we'll see how Interesting that, that he's in the same spot that uh, Thompson was in the first half of the season. Coming yeah. up right after Moffat. Yeah. So it looks even worse um, yeah. by comparison. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, good. <laughs> well, I mean, that's I mean, that's the thing is like you know you never know how this go. I keep wanting Gatus to blow me away with an episode, but he's never really done that, which is unfortunate. Um, and it really, be... judging by the judging by the clip, it didn't it didn't it didn't look like it was going to do it again. It so. looked like it was going to be fine, not like right. blow me away, but fine, which yeah. I'm okay with. I'm like I mean, because I mean the problem with the problem with um, uh, pirates was just the pirates was boring. Just pirates was so boring. But, right. um, I mean, I'm okay with something that just entertains me for 45 minutes. Like, I love those Doctor Who stories. Those are my favorite. Um, not my favorite, but they're, you know, just something that reminds me that it's good to be a Doctor Who fan that isn't boring. Because yeah. if I'm bored while watching Doctor Who, we're in trouble. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It's true. Yeah. All right. Well, before we move on to Torchwood Talk, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DCBService.com. DCBS is the site that lets you order all your monthly comic book statues, action figures, Basically anything you can get from your local comic book shop. You place your orders three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off and regular discounts of 40% off. Plus, if you pre-order your collected editions, you can save 50% off your ship as often as you like. Uh, with orders as large or small as you like. And you only pay $5.95 in flat rate, flat rate shipping. So thanks to DCBService.com. Alright, uh, so Torchwood Miracle Day this week... Um, it was uh is it is it what is it the road the end of the road end of the road <laughs> um uh, really yeah really yeah this felt like you were talking about that one episode um feeling expositiony whoo man did this feel expositiony like big time um, I All mean, right. don't get me wrong. I love John Delancey. Like, I thought he was good. Um, I had oh, a lot God. of fun with him in this. <laughs> Throw John and, Delancey in anything, I'm in love. But it was, so. I, th- I like, it just, 
I don't know. Like, everything just kind of felt too... I don't want to say easy, but it was just... Well, it's like coming together too easy. I don't know. Well, I'm the not... same thing happened in uh, Children of Earth. I mean, every they were completely behind that whole story, and then, you know, episode five, they were like, oh, we figured this out. Now we have to go execute the plan. Um, no. I, I yeah. don't disagree. Um, but I'm, I'm like, there's sh- a family, and then there's this thing in the floor, and... And I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That's that. That I, I, I gotcha. Um, I'm about to blow your mind. This was my favorite episode of the whole season. Wow. This was my absolute favorite episode of the whole season, hands down. Why? Like I had, because one, because we got a bunch of good, solid, moving the plot forward, uh, moments like plots really moving forward after being you know stuck in neutral. Uh, for that one episode a couple weeks back where they were still in the concentration camp and blah, 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 blah. Um, Good progression moving forward, I thought. Really strong. Uh, The death of Angelo was phenomenal. Um, uh, We're just going to spoil this, by the way. Um, Death of Angelo was phenomenal. Great character moments. Uh, Great work on Esther. Great work on Rex. Great work on Jack. Great work on Gwen. Great work on... um, Well, I guess it's our, our four principles. Great return of Wayne Knight. Great, um, great twist on Wayne Knight, although it was a little too much like, you know, for a secret organization, I thought he was very forthcoming about the families. Um, uh, great Bill Pullman, I thought. Great Jilly Kissinger. Um, I just, I love this top to bottom. I had so much fun with it. I thought it was really strong, great characters, great big sci-fi ideas, including the morphic field. Um, great twists on it and a good strong cliffhanger that left me really dying for the next episode in a way that I think I haven't all season just this I loved this top to bottom top to bottom yeah and John DeLancey like seriously anything you literally bump up in my book you go up a letter grade if John DeLancey shows up so like this was an A but with John DeLancey it's an A plus I think um and I know that's me being easy but I don't care um because I love him um but this was yeah. This, this, was this episode didn't even come close to the Angelo episode for me. Like not even close. See, I liked the Angelo episode, but if I have a problem with the Angelo episode, it's that it was just stuck in the middle. Like it was literally just we were stuck in neutral, and we were getting a really cool story, but we weren't moving the story along at all. And this was a strong story, and it moved it along for me. So I mean, that's why I really enjoyed it. Um, and I thought it was so good to see them all working as a team again. And although I have to ask, how many times does Gwen have to get sent back to England? Like, <laughs> seriously, she's yeah. getting sent back to England every episode and it's getting a little ridiculous. It's a little too classic who for my taste. Um, like, how many times does she need to be captured? How many times? You yeah. Know? Just like that. But I love this. I really loved this a lot. Just so much. Yeah, and I think I was really upset too by the fact that like when when Gwen like asked like Jack with with that like half smile on her face when she's like, uh, did we just sign up for the CIA? Like I was just like, Oh, is Torchwood just gonna be like part of the CIA now? That's kinda cool and then like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. They were CIA for like thirty seconds and then they sent her back to Wales. <laughs> Okay, that's See, weird. But I like I like Torchwood as its own. But 
I, so like I wasn't I was like really you're gonna work for the CIA they're kind of jerks um but I mean I don't know I just I love I, this see like I just I got I got mental images of like uh of like like an 80s action movie with John Delancey as like the 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 chief and like ja- <laughs> like John Barrowman <laughs> as the the reckless guy that has Rigger. to turn in his badge. Riggs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Riggs, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to see that next season. <laughs> see, that would be awesome. That would be the best thing about Torchwood ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, which... <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about. No, see, yeah, you're 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 right about that. See, um, that's but... what I was envisioning with the CIA connection, and then when mm-hmm. I didn't get that, the rest of the episode just went downhill. Oh, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry you didn't like it as much, but I mean, Bill Pullman's back, so yeah, he was. <laughs> I don't Not so know. much. Not I just, so much. Um, it didn't really make any sense. To, well, I think it was unearned. I think, uh, like him wanting to change, like trying to force himself to change, was like totally unearned. I feel like because I feel like it came out of nowhere, especially mm. considering we haven't seen him in like two weeks, three weeks. See, I'm okay with it though for that reason because I mean, you see, Jilly and. Um, Oswald on their last sort of hiccup together. Like this is their last. This is them at the end of the rope. Is what I'm, what I mean to say. So I'm okay with that. I mean, I mean, I bought the Dane's transformation that he was trying to be something more, because this whole story, whether it's something that he actively wants. How, how do I say this? He the whole show so far. He's been trying to be better even if it's not in his personal life he is trying to be better because that's the person who the world is trying to see him as and he's trying to live up to that at least as a facade in order to kind of save himself from going back into prison or being killed again so i'm okay with that and i and i bought it on that level because you know it make it makes sense to me but I see what you mean because we haven't seen them in a couple of weeks and we have missed out on him kind of choosing to do that. Um, but right. That's was, my problem. It's like, yeah, see, I get that. It came out of nowhere. So like when he was having the conversation with the hooker, I was like, I kept waiting for him to be like to say something creepy and then it never happened. And I was really confused. Mm. See, I thought it. I bought that though because if you take it from the perspective of he's a man who is trying to reform, but you could tell he's not comfortable reforming. He's doing it because he thinks it's a societal thing that he needs to do, like that. So that is where I bought it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I think I. I don't think it was laid out well enough for me. That's fine. I mean, I. I get. I. I like. I understand what they were doing. Like, I'm not saying right. that I was like, "This doesn't make any sense." He's a child molester. What? Like, yeah. I understand. Like, I get what they were trying to do. I just don't. I don't buy it. I just. I just. I just mm-hmm. felt like it was unearned. Well, he wasn't. Yeah, there but yet. I think. I think that's the point. I mean, he was doing that because he thought it was the right thing to do. Then they should trying. have. Then they should have explained that. Uh, yeah, I. I get that. Because that. by not explaining it, that's to me, that's them saying to the audience, you should know this. <laughs> but I don't know that because I haven't seen him in two weeks and I don't know what's going on in his head at all. 
Mm-hmm. And so, not having him for two weeks was the biggest mistake. I mean, I yeah. can understand him not being around last week, but the last time we saw him, he was on top of the world. And then we had an entire episode where he didn't even appear, which was a waste of everyone's time. Um, just not good, not good, not good. But right. um, I don't know. I, I see what you, I see what you mean. I didn't quite feel it so much. I mean, I, there was that great. It led to a great moment where he's just like, <laughs> she's like, "All right, you want a prostitute? Do you have any suggestions?" And he's like, "Redhead," and she just looks at him and she's just like, "You jerk!" <laughs> like. You a-hole, you know, just kind of like yeah. that, which was so, like, I just thought that was really cool. And it was it was really good to see them again, and it was really good to, like, see them at the end of their rope. Because they didn't, they weren't really super on board with each other, really haven't been all season. But it was nice yeah. to see that kind of come to an end. I just, um, we never really saw the fall in professionalism either, which was another thing that bugged me. I think that's yeah. my problem, is that mm-hmm. I feel like we skipped a few steps with them. I, I see that, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. disagree. I, I don't feel like there was an ellipsis somewhere, and mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, was, I didn't want the ellipses. I'm here. Yeah, it was. These are my two favorite characters on this season, and like we got an ellipses, and now mm-hmm. we're back from the ellipses, and they're two different characters, like slightly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm just like I'm left like scratching my head. No, I I I would I would agree. Like not having them in. I mean, I again them not being in last week. Fine. I mean, they weren't missed last week, but they were sorely missed the week before. Um, and not having them in at least that episode, when that episode really could have used them, yeah. was a huge mistake. Huge, yeah. huge mistake. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I get you. But I'm interested to see what happens next, especially because Oswald Danes is basically set loose. Um, because he just kind of leaves. Although that violent, that was some violence. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> And I know that you're probably not on board with it because it wasn't earned. But, I mean, I think that um, that was really hard to watch. But it was nice to watch him finally snap because we have been waiting for him to snap all season. Um, yeah. And he's kind of snapping now, which is, for me, really rewarding um, because I, it is something that we've kind of been waiting for since season one, since episode one. Um, and it's it's really good that they're you know finally going somewhere with it because we're, you know, we're in the end game at this point. There's only two episodes left. Um, right, which is which is sad. Um, also, not for nothing, but they could have found a better way for him to find out about uh, about uh, category zero, category zero than a prostitute who, in like super exposition dialogue, like <laughs> she's just like, oh well, she sleeps with a lot of senators, so they must be talking, and she must be listening. I'm like, really, really. <laughs> I'm like really, look, that's look, how I've the been, prostitute really. Look, I've been a prostitute for senators. I never learned anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but I mean, you're, you're you're absolutely right. That was that was a that was a that was a huge rough patch in this episode. Um, and it's and it it's so you're, you're right also because it's so weird coming back to this after two weeks where they it almost feels like they dropped the storyline. And I yeah. know that I I mean I see what they were going for. But you're right in that they could have done it better. Um, they absolutely could have done it better. Um, yeah, I mean, but I, yeah. doing what they did is like a daytime soap opera thing. Mm-hmm. Where you just like drop characters for a few for, weeks and then come back. Yeah, yeah so yeah. they can have a vacation or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, that's, a, that's a daytime soap opera thing. And like to, to see that used, like utilized in this, I was like, 
Come on, guys. Yeah, Davies, Espenson, you guys know better than this. Especially because there was plenty of opportunity for them to use them. Right. Um, See, because here, here's my thing. Here's my thing, okay? On any other show, I would be like, all right, yeah, whatever. It happens. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I get over it. No. Espenson and Davis and, 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 and Davies, Davies, like, they, they know better. They know better. They, they do. I do. I, I would agree. And because, you know, we're only getting – because, you know – we're not going to get Oswald Danes and whatever happens. And if Torchwood at season five ever shows up, I'm pretty sure that Oswald Danes is not going to be there. And I'm pretty sure that uh, Jilly Kissinger is not going to be there. Right. Um, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but that's the vibe I've been getting the whole show. Um, cheating us out of two episodes of them is to me, a, it's a mistake. It really was a mistake. And um, one that they could have gotten away with one of that, because like if we had seen, a little bit of them in the middlemen and dealing with each other and then starting to dissolve. And then we don't get them in last week and then we get them now. That would have been stronger. Like, yeah, because I would have believed that I'd have been like, okay, mm -hmm. obviously that's the progression to here. That ellipses Mm -hmm. was shorter. That, Mm -hmm. that ellipses would have been shorter. This ellipses was like, here they are at the top of their game. She's so happy with her, with her, with the person that she's working for. Like he's doing everything she wants him to do. He's loving what he's doing ellipses they're both miserable what mm-hmm. yeah no that's a disconnect that's a definite yeah. disconnect and a problem with the storytelling i agree yeah i would absolutely yeah. agree um, so yeah so that's 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 my problem with this episode mm-hmm. and i just i don't know i feel like everything's coming together too easily um i get that and all at well once. well if they hadn't spent that one episode just spinning their wheels yeah we'd be exactly. in a better place exactly but that absolutely. being said like you know, let's. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm moving forward, and next week hopefully won't be so like this week. <laughs> I don't even know Fair what enough. you would call that. Just like it, it, this episode was just. It was too overloaded. Mm-hmm. Um, I get and, that. And not masterfully thrown together. I guess mm-hmm. not as structured as as not as well structured as it should have been. Um, right. Also, worst, if Gwen, so help me God, if Gwen comes back to America, <laughs> seriously, just stay in Wales. It's like, <laughs> it's. I fine. don't want. I don't want any more airplanes in this. <laughs> no more airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're right. Because I was like, really, they're shipping her off to Wales again, again. Yeah. Like, oh my God. But um. Yeah, and then oh, what was I going to mention? I was going to mention um, I don't know. It was, but it was. I mean, I really liked them picking up the ellipses of Wayne Knight again. That was really cool, and picking up the the CIA again, like seeing that friend. I don't even know her name, but that was really cool to see again. Like it feels like we went on that really weird detour for a while for like three or four episodes in there, but now we're kind of back into what we were at, at the beginning. But it is a jarring shift. Um, oh, and uh. Nana Visitor from Deep Space Nine got blowed up by Wayne yeah. They should have yeah. checked him. They should have checked him before putting him in that car. Yeah. Don't Here, they pat him down you, or something? You know what? That's that's another issue that I have is, like, it'd be one thing – like, I don't mind the three families thing. Like, I think it's an interesting concept. But, like, just like we were talking about with Doctor Who earlier, it's all in this episode. Like, they show them in the Angelo episode, in the flashback – but, like, they don't mean anything at the time, which is fine. But my, my issue is, like, 
we're led to believe that it's the CIA that's the problem this whole time. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. like suddenly we're just – it's like, oh, yeah, no, it's not the CIA. It's this family. It's like, mm-hmm. why couldn't you have just sown those seeds through the whole season? Like why – But see, I th- I thought they were sown through the whole season personally. I thought they were. I mean – I don't. I, 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 was, just... I was totally led to believe it was the CIA and the government. That was oh, see, I I didn't I didn't I th- I might have bought maybe government, but no, nah, I thought it was bigger than that. Um, so I mean, that was me though. Um, yeah. Also, on the on the subject of spoon feeding, um, you guys, this is a tip for all you writers out there. Um, last week we saw all these flashbacks of Angelo and the Jack getting slaughtered. Um, that was last week. We don't need to see those flashbacks again. It was last <laughs> week because yeah. I was sitting there and I was like, I was like, really? You guys are going to spoon feed this to us? We saw see, this last week. That's and that's the, that's my thing. Like, if you had set up the three families beforehand, mm-hmm. and then you'd shown those three guys in the Angela episode, it would have been like, oh, those must be the three families. Awesome. And then, you, but mm-hmm. instead, you get in this episode, and they're like the three families, and they watched you die, and then you show the flashback. And here and are like, their oh names. My God, I remember them. Yeah. <laughs> and here are their names, and here's where you can find them. Well, and here's how you much. spell their names, in case you're yeah. wondering. <laughs> I mean, man, she was person who had all the answers. Yep. <laughs> and that was—I will admit—that was way easier. I was like, really? You guys are gonna just, you know, throw it all out? Like this, and they're like, "Well, we weren't. We we're going to include Angelo, so he was just. They're just letting him, like, you know, sit on the sidelines the whole time and just also, observe them from afar." You were talking about like the death of Angelo was like great. I'm sorry, but Angelo was a prop in this. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I think that the death of Angelo was great, but from Jack's perspective, like, because that was a that was a phenomenal scene for me from Jack because it was nice to see Jack. It's been nice to see Jack again for the past two weeks, and yeah. I liked like, and I thought that the speech. It was so clunky to include Yanto, but Jack would say Yanto. Like, and that that was really strong work on um, the writing, I thought. I thought that it was really, you know, it was hard to watch someone die. Like, I was like, okay, what is that? And it was, it was clever and cool, but, like, I think that um, uh, Jack was, you know, that was, I, I thought the Jack stuff on that was really strong. Really, really strong. Um, also... Uh, Esther's been around with Torchwood for a while, and I know we're still talking about this, but um, Esther's been around with Torchwood for a while. If Jack says, shut up, you shut up. Um, I mean, I know you don't want to, but Jack's like, we know about the raised floor. Don't say another word. She's like, it's something about the raised floor, isn't it? It's like, that doesn't mean say it louder. <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to give you a hint. <laughs> Why are you talking about this more? <laughs> it was so ridiculous to me. Why well, did she not get it? I think I think it's a, I think it's a when you work for a government agency in America like <laughs> it's I think it's a nationality thing. Like when her CIA boss is like and she just got back like in the CIA, you know? Like they mm-hmm. just let her back in. And so she's probably like, "I don't know if I want to like lie again like already like i don't know i bought it it made sense to me i uh, I, I understood it in the character like she literally just got back in the cia and 
Like, also, she had just got off the phone with her sister, who's like, I'm going to force myself to become a Category 1. Oh, that was so hard to watch. Yeah, but so, like, she's like, she's just desperate for somebody to solve, and she probably just thinks the more people, the better. Probably. I don't know. It makes sense. No, I, it I, made I, sense I, to I, me. I see it. I just thought it was just like, I thought it was just like, come on, don't, <laughs> did you not get the, th- it's like, where's the secret hideout? It, or someone's like, um... Uh, someone says, like my my cousins, or I guess my niece, my niece and my nephew, they have this thing at my grandmother's house, and they say, um, uh, they have like this secret patch behind the rose bushes, and they say, this uh, don't come to our secret place, and I'm like, but where's your secret place? They're like, it's over here, don't know about it, and I'm just like, oh, okay, it felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me a lot of like you know, just like just like you know. Uh, You'd think that she'd seen enough movies or something to know when to keep her mouth shut or something. You know, just like, it just kind of bothered me for a second. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I still really like this, and I'm still really excited for next week. Um, Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Penultimate, penultimate. Oh, so sad. Possibly penultimate ever. We don't know. Which, which, uh, they better blow my mind. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure. So, uh, next week, Night Terrors. Uh, that should be an interesting episode. I hope I love it. I really do. I hope I love it, too. I hope it scares the pants off of me. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, so that's next week. Um, also, let's see, last audio blog was for Fright Night. Go Uh, see it? Yeah, definitely go see it. It's awesome. Uh, movie night, uh, last week was for... What was the last thing we did? Oh, uh, did Children of Men. Fun. Children of Men. Yeah, we did Lethal Weapon, but Children of Men isn't out yet. It'll be yeah, out. Yeah, chil- Children. Chil- it'll be out by the time this is out. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Children of Men, and then uh, this week is for The Last Action Hero, um, which is on Netflix Instant Streaming. So uh, go check that out and listen to our review. Uh, that'll be a fun discussion. That movie's meta. If you like meta, you'll like Last Action Hero. <laughs> um and uh yeah then uh, I'm twitter.com slash Scott Corelli twitter.com slash Scott Commentary uh and uh Matt where can people find you on the internet uh I'm twitter.com slash Gunkatan you can also find me twitter.com slash GD Commentary uh GD Commentary actually this past week I spent a lot of time live tweeting uh Doctor Who so go find my thoughts if you're interested um also doing Sunday Trek that should be happening uh, Sundays, classic Trek, awesome. Check our Twitter feeds for that. Uh, also, classicalgallifrey.blogspot.com. I was asked to be in a book. I don't know why, but someone was like, "You want to be in a book?" I was like, "Okay." When my reviews, it was weird. Wait, so, really? Yeah, someone, someone, someone left a comment, and he was like, "It was like on the King's Demons or something." When I was like, "I was like, really? The King's Demons?" I don't even remember anything special about that but he was like yeah you want to be in this book that i'm getting putting together i was like sure so might be in a book um i don't know things pending it's on the internet i guess because he posted it as a public comment so whatever um last week i talked about the android invasion which I thought was an interesting, fun conversation. A lot of talk about bureaucracy and stuff. Um, this week, talking The Awakening, which is a Peter Davison story. Uh, the second to last Peter Davison story I'm, I watched. So sad. I only have one Peter Davison story left to watch ever. Um, so I'm sad. Hope but The Awakening, is, I have saved it because I think it's the best option of the ones I have left. I had left when I realized I only had four left. Um, 
I don't know if it's going to be better than Snake Dance. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. It should be interesting. Kind of like a pseudo-historical weird thing. Doctor doesn't get in a sword fight. Kind of disappointing. Anyway, so um, check those out. And uh, super fun. All right. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week with uh, Night Terrors. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.